If you build it, they will come is a statement all salon owners need to know is not true. You can't operate a business without clients, a team, or a plan of action. Are you looking to grow your business and you want more clients and more employees? We know that marketing is crucial to growing your business, but you might be wondering which ones will work for me and generate more money. In this class, you will learn five low-cost ways to market your business to bring in more of your dream clients, increase your retention, bring in more referrals, and generate more sales. In addition, I will share with you my three strategies that will double your team's income and happiness. If you want to grow your business, you do not want to miss this virtual class. Plus, receive continuing education hours. Join me and seven more educators for this all-day education event, May 22nd. Link in show notes to learn more and sign up. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Thank you so much for being here today. I want to talk about a certain topic that I've been doing a ton of research on and I find it to be super fascinating and want to share it with you. So we are going to be talking about today the five skills you need to make you more money behind the chair. So success behind the chair isn't about hair. It's not about doing the best balayage, the best precision cut. I believe it's actually about developing your soft skills. So you might be asking, what is what is a soft skill? Well, think of it this way. Soft skills are closely related to your personality trait and it consists of people skills, social skills, communication skills. Hard skills is going to be your technical skills, like how to do a precision haircut, how to do a teasy light or balayage. Those are hard skills. And I know that as a hairdresser, first and foremost, we put a lot of emphasis, practice, and time into developing those skills of how to do hair really, really good. However, I think that we are missing a huge portion of our professional development of how to be more successful, how to make more money, and that really lies in the soft skills. So I wanted to dive into a few of the soft skills that I believe to be extremely important for us as hairdressers, and I want to share them with you. So I know that some of these soft skills 
might be, they might come very natural to you. And, and I do believe that they can also be practiced. You know, it's, it's about your personality, your attitude. Are you flexible? What is your motivation like? Your mannerism. You know, it's about being respectful to others and their opinions, but also standing up for what you believe in or consider to be the best way to do something based on your experience and your knowledge. I thought it was really fascinating that uh, there was some research done by Harvard University, the Carnegie Foundation and Stanford Research Center. They found that 85% of workplace success is attributed to soft skills and only 15% of job success comes from technical skills, your hard skills. So this is just like proof in the pudding that what I'm talking about is true, it's actual. So 46% of new employees fail within 18 months at their salon and 86% of them fail because of their lack of soft skills. And I thought that was interesting. And looking back at some of the hires that I made and that didn't work out of my company, I thought, oh my God, that's so right. Because they just weren't a fit. They weren't a fit in my culture. They weren't a fit in my business. And I am confident enough to say that I can help any hairstylist be a great hairstylist with their hard skills. But when it comes to soft skills, I can help coach and help with professional development. However, that person needs to be willing and that person also needs to be open-minded to the feedback that I give them and put into practice what we speak about so that they can make these changes so that they can move forward towards success. And if you've ever worked with somebody, now think about this. Have you ever worked with somebody that you're just kind of hitting your head against the wall? Like, oh my gosh, like I just have such a difficult time connecting with this person. I'm hitting my head against the wall trying to get through to them. And it it just, it always just feels like a difficult relationship, right? And I think most of us have encountered that before. Now, I do believe that you can learn and improve your soft skills And with hard work, commitment, and practice, you can develop key soft skills that are going to help catapult you to a higher level of your career and your personal success. You know, it's, it's about how well you interact and treat with others. It's, it's crucial for career success, right? We've got a team we're working with or our employees if we're a salon owner. And let's not forget the heart of our business, the clients, right? So... Let's dive into the five skills that you need to make more money. Now, the first one, maybe the most obvious one, is communication, right? We've got to develop a strong communication skill because it's essential to building a successful career. You know, 93% of communication is nonverbal, right? It's It's the people's perception of you. And what I think about is when we are doing our consultations, one of the things that I like to ask my clients first is what do you like and what do you not like about your hair? Because the first thing that I want to happen is for them to speak and for them to share their challenges, their um, problems that they're having with their hair or beauty or whatever we're discussing. And 
it's important during that time that we're actively listening, right? And when I say actively listening, the goal is to listen to understand, right? I want to come from a place of understanding um, and be have empathy towards that person. You know, during a consultation, it's it's amazing the things that the guest shares with us. And they are telling you, you know, their deepest concerns about their image. And some some of your clients are, are going through a very difficult time and they feel not pretty and they're seeking your help. And it's important that we're listening to understand them. Now, when it comes to our soft skill with the communication is being very aware of our facial expressions. Um, my mom used to say to me when I was in high school, like, get that look off your face. Like, I just had this resting bitch face. <laughs> you know, I, I constantly had this angry look on my face. I wasn't angry, okay? I just, it was like my focused face, but I get Botox now. No, it's all softened. It's all taken care of. But in all seriousness, it's about what is that facial expression, right? I know that when we are smiling, you know, people's perception is we're happy, right? Versus if we're frowning or pouting or you know, making some ugly face, right? Are we making eye contact with the guest? That to me is extremely important. Now, when I'm consulting, which is extremely important to me, it's it's the crucial portion of the uh, a sacred portion of the service that you want to make sure that you're spending the time on. I get right in front of the guest's face and I'm making eye contact. I am like head to head with them, eye contact. I'm not looking in the mirror. I'm not standing behind them, hiding behind their hair, right? I'm I'm getting at a uh, a level where we can see eye to eye and that we can relate to each other. I've got to find some commonality commonalities between this guest and myself, right? Are we nodding our head as they are speaking and that, you know, we're we're understanding where they're coming from? So quickly, when somebody is talking, we're we're thinking about what we want to say as opposed to what they are saying, right? We got to check in with our attitude also. You know, if somebody's saying, I never get my hair done. I'm using Pantene on my hair. As a professional hairdresser, you know, sometimes we can't help but to be like, oh my God, like, how could you not get your hair done more often than just once a year? Gross. You know, so we have to check in with ourselves because that's our perception. Their perception is maybe it's just not necessary, right? I don't know. They, maybe they're going through something. of communication is your body language, right? So are you slouched? Is your arms crossed? It's really important that you open up your body. Maybe your your hands are even behind your back, right? Because it's, it's opening you up to a vulnerable position so that you're more receptive to receive the dialogue that they're speaking. So as I'm saying this, I really want you to start thinking about yourself and what you normally do during your conversation with your guest, or maybe it's a networking event and you're encountering somebody new. Oftentimes we have that tendency to cross our arms 
which is basically a sign of I'm protecting myself, danger, right? But if we're more aware of of this communication, this soft skill, then I believe that it will really help you have a better um, opportunity to build a relationship. 38% of this is about your tone of your voice, right? You know, when it comes to communicating with text messages, I am like a queen of putting emojis because I find that, or even in an email, people do not understand what tone you're, you are using and they may perceive that message or email as a negative or anger when in fact it might not be, right? So it's important that we are letting that person know what the tone is. Are we, do we have empathy and, and, and are we sympathetic for this person's challenges that they're facing? Or is our attitude more rude, right? So there's definitely a way that we could say like, like, oh, you only get your hair once cut once a year versus, okay, so I understand that you're, you're receiving haircuts once a year right? Like that, that small little twist of how I said it and the tone of it really can change that person's perception of, do you understand me? Do you even care? Right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So remember that verbal communication is just as important. And I believe it's how you are articulating information and expectations to that guest. So even if you're a new artist and maybe you are not 100% for sure on the proper technique to use on the guest, we can still paint a beautiful picture of what this hair could look like after a few steps um, of foiling or a few steps of reshaping the hair, right? But it's important that we really dissect different dialogue and words differently to help elevate us as a artist, right? Because somebody who chops hair versus shapes hair is probably $100,000. Does that make sense? So really thinking about how do I speak to my client when I'm trying to tell them what we could do for them? You know, and if you want to be a six-figure stylist, you have to start thinking differently about this and about the opportunity. You know, when you attain a strong communication skill, you're going to be more productive, you're going to have better control of situations, and you're going to develop stronger relationships. Your goal is to make others feel comfortable around you by focusing on them. And you can influence people's perception of you by playing to their needs. Now, I'm not saying this so that you'll become, that you're not going to be authentic, but the power of influence by communicating effectively is so crucial. Okay, let's talk about the next one, and that's teamwork. And any company that's hiring right now, they're looking for team players, right? Teamwork, it's based on relationships and at the foundation of every relationship is trust. So there's a few different uh, portions of teamwork I wanted to talk about. You know, we'll, we'll talk about first trust. And I know that trust, it 
develops over time after getting to know your people, your teammates, and and seeing that you can rely on them is so important. You know, there's things that you can do to help build trust as well, like hold each other accountable for the goals that you set, right? I know for my team, I meet with them on a monthly basis to say, here's our goal. Where where are we at? What, what's happening? I check with them as well, almost weekly about where they at. And if there's anything I can do to help them, I'm holding them re- accountable to reach their goals. And you can do that with your teammates as well, right? And we want to be able to build trust because you know, when you, let's say that you're, you have to call out because you're sick, who's going to take care of your guests? How are they going to treat your guests? You really want to make sure that you're on a trusting team. Being reliable is just as important. So if you're out sick, you know, yes, I know that people get sick, but if you're getting sick all the time, then, you know, there's a, there's a, a bigger issue at stake here and it's time to take care of your health um, because your team won't be able to rely on you if you're always calling out off, you know, and you want, you want your coworkers and your leaders so they can trust you and they, they want to be able to trust you that you're able to take care of clients and that you're responsible for the, the daily duties, right? And, and sensitive company information. It's extremely important and it's all encompasses under teamwork. Now, Conflict management, you know, I think that no matter how well you like your team, how you're jiving with them, there are bound to be conflicts at some point. There is a, it's very diverse, lots of different personalities, right? And some people do not pace their personalities as well. And so what happens when a conflict arises? And, you know, having the skill set that you can de-escalate and resolve issues as soon as possible. It's going to help you and your team be more happy, healthier, and productive. So if there is an issue or if there's something happening with you and a teammate, I find it extremely important that you go straight to that person first and say, and, and just be vulnerable and be... Um, you know, you, when you're communicating with them, right? We're putting in our soft skill communication. We want to maybe start with asking questions so we can come from a place of understanding. You know, I think that they're, we are emotional creatures, right? We can't help but to get emotions involved and say like, well, I feel this way because so what, you know, because you did this, right? And then we start pointing at people as opposed to, to just saying, you know, hey, you know, there, there might be an issue and I just really want to understand why are you doing this and I, I want to understand you, right? If somebody approaches me and they have an issue and they say, I want to come from a place of understanding, can you help me understand this? I feel more receptive to have a conversation with them and be open and honest with them too, right? I don't want to have conflict or confrontation, but it's better to have those conversations, those honest, direct conversations before it escalates and there's resentment, right? So if you are in a situation currently where you're like, there's some major issues happening, then I would implore you to go directly to that person and work things out 
the the last thing your learning leader would want is for you to come to them because it usually just sounds like a whole bunch of complaints. You're all adults and I'm sure you can figure something out. And the next one with teamwork is collaboration. I love the 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 quote, you can go fast alone or you can go far together. And I know that's to be true because that's what teamwork is all about. You know, I love collaborating on clients, on their hair design. I love when two people are foiling at the same time. You've got a different person shampooing, somebody blow drying. You know, I find that there is a better overall experience for the client. It's better for the client to develop relationships with your entire team. And I say that because I worked on a team before where there was a lot of issues and everyone's attitude was, that's my client. Don't steal my client. But the truth is, is that that client may not always be your client. Because as you continue building your business and your success, your prices are going to go up and that client may not be able to afford you anymore. Or you may grow out of that client, you know? So why not have the rest of your team to be a part of that building that relationship with that that versus them deciding to go to a different salon? Keep them in your salon and you will be able to benefit so much more, you know, and I think that we can always learn from each other as well. And there's a lot of different ideas that can circulate when joining together to collaborate on a client. And I think that could be a beautiful learning experience. You know, it's important to just be clear on the goal so that you can complete the project and be on the same page. Okay, and the next one is time management. Now, without proper time management skills, you simply lack the capacity to organize your time, yourself, or others in a smart and consistent way. So if you want to be good at time management, you have to treat your time as the most precious resource you possess. So managing time effectively, it demonstrates your ability to work efficiently and productively. I believe it's important to arrive at least 15 minutes before your client so that you can mentally prepare, have your station ready, make sure that any like loose ends are squared away prior to that client getting there. The last thing you want is for your client to arrive before you and you're scrambling trying to set up your station and prepare for them. It really can bring a lot of anxiety to you when you are arriving late to work. You know, you have to have strong time management skills because it's going to allow you to prioritize and recognize the importance of delegation. So, for example, maybe you're working with an assistant. How can they help you save time? There's many different ways that I love using my assistants that will help them to realize all the different aspects of being successful and being efficient. So they could do things such as setting up your station, cleaning up your station, handing you foils. While you're working on the guests doing their hair, they could be talking about retail or setting up their next appointment for your customer, right? This is saving time. Um, And it's also showing them the importance of doing those things during the service. And then you can focus on 
your strength, right? Now, if you're a business owner, you could hire a social media manager so that you can focus more on growing your business and growing your team, creating lessons to help grow your team, right? So social media, yes, is extremely important. However, you have to continue to delegate out a lot of different jobs and tasks that are not necessarily going to be moving the needle. They're important, but it can be delegated out to somebody else to do versus you as a leader cannot be replaced and need to pour into your team. So great time management, it highlights other key skills such as goal setting, focus, and stress management. All of those are extremely important to making sure that you do not get complacent and to help make sure that you are putting your priorities in the right order. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about with time management has been a huge topic that I've been hearing a lot of on Clubhouse and in other podcasts, and that's setting boundaries. You know, I think that there's so many times that it's important that we say no to the things that really do not serve us so that we can say yes to the things that do. Saying no to family and friends when they want their hair done for free. (laughs) They don't value your time. And that also means saying no to yourself sometimes. You know, think about how long we're scrolling on social media. You know, maybe it's time that we put a boundary in place of how long are we able to be scrolling mindlessly with nonsense, right? Now, I do think, though, that if you have intentions or purpose behind scrolling, that's fine. Or if this is like your way to wind down, that's another thing. But we all have the same amount of time in, the, in a day. So if you're thinking, I wish I had more time to go to the gym. I wish I had more time with my friends. I wish I had more time to study this new hair extension technique, right? Like, we need to make sure that we do a time evaluation on ourselves and think about how long am I spending on things that are not helping me grow or that are not serving me or helping me get to that next level. In addition, we really need to make time for rest. I believe that when we take time in our day to do something for ourselves, whether that's working out, taking a walk, reading, meditating, yoga, whatever whatever helps you relax and unwind, that will help eliminate burnout. There are so many people doing so many things and we are in a very fast pace. Um, we're at a fast pace right now and so many of us are experiencing burnout because we are just doing too many things all at once. So really put an importance on taking time to rest. The next thing I want to speak about is being resilient, having integrity. What does being resilient mean? It basically means like, you are going to be making mistakes, but you will be bouncing back from them and learn from your experience and be able to move on to the next challenge, right? Every single day we face challenges, adversity, and it's important that it's what we do with that that is going to help grow these soft skills that we have, make you be resilient so that you can continue focusing on the things that really matter, Right? It's especially important when you're dealing with an unhappy customer. 
right? Yes, it's important that we must take ownership when we do make mistakes. And I will say the customer is not always right. However, it's important that we take action as quickly as we can and figure out a solution so that we can smooth things over, right? It's about doing something that we said we would do, right? There's always something to learn from every situation. And if you throw in the towel prematurely, you might miss out on a valuable lesson. So having resilience, having integrity, it's about problem solving, right? It's about developing our character. We need to have a strong sense of our self-worth and confidence. Now, if you're new into the beauty industry, having confidence may not be your strength right now because you may feel too green in your skill set of cutting or coloring. However, you can still be confident as a person and you should feel confident knowing that you are a licensed professional. You went to school for 1,500 hours. I'm sure you worked on lots of mannequins and clients as well. There's something to be said for that. So own that and know that you are worthy of success and that you are capable of figuring things out. So making sure that you identify and you're aware of your character is extremely important on being resilient. It's important to have great connections. You know, I'm sure most of you have heard the saying, you are the equivalent to the five people you spend the most time with. We need to surround yourself with trustworthy, compassionate friends that will help you through difficult times and help boost your self-esteem. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are constantly doubting you or bringing you down or not believing in you or your dreams, then they're probably not the right people to spend your time with or even to share things with. Even if that means that it's a family member, if they are constantly a negative Nancy and are constantly trying to bring you down, don't share these dreams and goals with them. Or if you're asking for feedback, don't ask them, right? That's where you need to identify the boundaries. Make sure to set monthly goals and work hard to achieve them with discipline and focus. It's important that we develop critical thinking skills as well. We have to make informed decisions. We have to be resourceful, creative, and have a willingness to learn and tolerance of change and uncertainty. And the next one, the last one, the fifth, is self-awareness. Now, this one to me is extremely important. You know, a self-aware person consciously knows and understands its own character, feelings, motives, desires. People who are self-aware really know themselves. They know who they are, what they want, why they act the way they do. To me, I I find that to be very empowering and inspiring to be a very self-aware person. It's about having a clear perception of your personality, including your strengths and your weaknesses, your thoughts, beliefs, motivation, and emotions. I've been hearing a lot on different podcasts in Clubhouse about emotional intelligence. And that begins with self-awareness, which involves knowing your emotions and your blind spots, right? 
How will those affect everyone on your team? How will that affect your client? You know, we need to find compassion, find understanding with our team, with our clients, which goes back to our communication skills. But being self-aware, you know, it's, it's going to help us create connections, influence, relationships. We need to respect others' opinions, even if we disagree, because it builds trust. And people want to work with those who they know, like, and trust and feel understood. Some, some of us who are extremely emotional, we have a tendency to emotionally respond. Now, I know myself, I definitely emotionally respond to things. So because I know that, I will often take a moment to process what just happened, you know, such as let's say a client is unhappy with their hair or unhappy about a business choice I made. I know myself that the first thing I want to say (laughs) is not appropriate. And so it's important that you stop, you take a minute, you think about what they said, start thinking about, okay, I need to come from a place of understanding before I respond. And then you want to respond in a way that's respectful. So if you know yourself and know that you're very quick to anger, quick to cry or get emotional, you're now more self-aware of that. So when there is events where you want to emotionally respond, you'll now start to take a minute to process it before responding, right? Sometimes, you know, people are quick to be angry and they just want to yell right away as opposed to like thinking about how, you know, this person is saying that because they're seeing it from a different perspective, a different lens, and that is okay, right? Having self-awareness, it allows you to see where your thoughts, where are your emotions taking you? It's going to allow you to take control of your emotions, your behavior, personality, so you can make changes in your thoughts and interpretations that you make in your mind, which is followed by a change in emotions. Now, a self-aware person, they know how to communicate and when to communicate and what to communicate. And this is going to really dramatically improve your client relationship your relationship with your team, right? Be observant, self-reflect on how you behave, how you think. And I would even challenge you to ask feedback from those who you really admire, those that you trust. Ask for feedback about your personality and maybe some areas, your blind spots that you're not fully aware of that you can start to become self-aware. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a dramatic change for yourself. But once you start being self-aware, and when you're more aware of that, then you can start taking action to make those changes so that it is easier to communicate and build relationships and effectively communicate with other people. You know, it's important that we, we have to check our attitude, right? Are we enthusiastic? Are we respectful? Are, are we friendly? What is our energy level, right? Self-awareness to me is just extremely important. So start thinking about your personality and if you are self-aware or not. So my final thoughts on this topic is really in order to succeed at work, 
you have to get along well with other people. And that includes your coworkers, your clients, everyone that you are on the job with, right? Now, coaching is one of the most common effective methods for improving your soft skills. So be open to the feedback and start implementing change into your behaviors so that you can develop and strengthen your soft skills. If you practice one thing long enough, you're going to become good at it sooner or later. I I hope that you all enjoyed this episode of the five skills you need to make more money and we will see you next time on the show. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are loving these episodes, I would appreciate a review on your experience of how this podcast is helping you grow your business so that others just like yourself can learn, grow, and be a part of the podcast. I'd love to get connected with my listeners, so make sure to join me in the free Facebook group where you'll find a community of like-minded beauty professionals that want to grow their business and careers. I'll share with you my top tips, Q&As, and when new podcasts are released. Thank you again for your love and support. It's an honor to be a part of your business building journey. Before we dive into today's podcast, I want to share information on our sponsor, My Salon Desk. Did you know that 85% of missed callers will not ultimately make an appointment with you, even if you call them back? Whether you are a solo artist or salon owner, missing a phone call from a potential client will cost you and could damage your reputation. My Salon Desk is not your average call center. Their professional receptionists have real experience in our industry and understand our business. My friends, stop playing secretary and get back to what you do best and let My Salon Desk help you increase your client experience and client bookings. Can you imagine working and not being interrupted by the phones? Now you can solely focus on the client in your chair. Here's why I chose and love their service. There's no contract, no charging you per minute, and it's an affordable personal receptionist, virtually. Plans start at only $2.99, and any scripts, call forwarding, reports, special requests, they're all available for an additional fee. All of our listeners will receive a complimentary month of voicemail service with your plan. Just use the code GAMECHANGER. Go to www.mysalondesk.com and sign up today.